tell me if you've heard this before at all this season. The Florida Panthers sweep a road trip this season. Not something we've heard much this season. So we'll be discussing that Sunday's game against the Chicago Blackhawks and the upcoming homestand for the Florida Panthers all on today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to this Monday, February 21st edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first lesson of the day. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So speaking of starts, where do I start with this uh, Florida Panthers team? As they, as I teased in the cold open of this episode, is that the Florida Panthers swept the road trip for the first time this season. And hard to believe that a team that's the best team in the Eastern Conference, a team that has struggled and only won one road game in a two-month span in November and December, took them until February to sweep a, ro- a road trip for the first time all season and a road trip that's more than two games. So this is a pretty decent-sized uh, trip for the Panthers. I know that the Panthers had two road games right before the Olympic break, but there was such a big gap in between that I can't really factor that into what – the Panthers did this time around and man, my God, the Panthers, they just continue to prove that they're a scary, scary team. And I, it, it, it really sucks that I didn't have an opportunity to recap Friday's win against Minnesota because there are just so many quotable things from the broadcast that bon, John Butchergrass, a former guest of the show, talked about the Florida Panthers especially talking about the core three, talking about how the Florida Panthers just have three dudes is really what the quote that I got most out of John Butchergrass about how they've been able to build this thing. Uh, it took a while, but man, you reap what you sow. Don't, don't you think when the Florida Panthers had drafted these three players, of course it didn't work out with the former GM long-term in Dale Talent and then, continuing it on with Bill Zito and just now the best, really the best team in the Eastern conference, maybe the NHL, of course, people can debate whether Colorado is better, but man, just incredible. And the Panthers, this was a road trip where we saw a lot of improvements, especially in two out of the three games, the Florida Panthers really dominated in the faceoff circle and really dominating that part of the game where possession was just dominant in the final two periods of each of the three games. And one thing I want to talk about is just how, when it comes to possession of the Panthers, 
the shot on goal differential in all three games of this road trip. And I'm, and I just decided to look at it real quick. And the first period in this three game road trip, minus 10. The second period of this three game road trip, plus nine. The third period in this three game road trip, plus 24. The third period has been their money period all season and their goal differential. I don't have it up in front of me, but I checked it just yesterday uh, on hockey reference and their third period goal differential is the best of any period this season. And I'm going to call that the money period of what the Florida Panthers have been able to do all season. And I'm very proud. Proud is the right word of Andrew Burnett. I'm very proud of him because it took him a while to implement his stamp on the team, making the line changes that he personally feels comfortable with. And it happened in this game where it was quicker than usual. Um, then instead of waiting until later into the game where the Florida Panthers had a deficit, when he made the line change with Barkoff and Huberto, it was midway through the second period, uh, right before the first goal, uh, um, the second goal, excuse me, by Brandon Montour. And really proud of him for how he was in this very difficult situation. And he did admit prior to the game, he spoke to us prior saying that he still has some communication with Coach Q, but that he hasn't met him in person but still that coach q is a still a very very big supporter of andrew brunette of what he's doing with and of course he says that he wants to keep that conversation private which i don't blame him for and i know it's a touchy subject talking about coach q when it comes to everything that has happened um based on kyle b chicago blackhawks back in 2010 but andrew brunette starting to put his stamp onto this team and starting to coach it as it's his own. And I saw a few tweets uh, today about saying it's time to take off the interim tag of Andrew Burnett. Though I agree that the, the interim tag should be taken off of Andrew Burnett. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. It's going to happen. It's going, I, 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 firmly believe that it's going to happen for Andrew Burnett, that he's going to get the interim tag taken off and he's going to be a full-time head coach once this season is over. But let's wait until the Florida Panthers are no longer playing hockey for that to happen. And I think that's what the management is going to do no matter what, regardless of whether, even if the there's pull off a record breaking winning streak, and surpasses anything that they did in 2016, for example, of a winning streak, that is not going to take off the interim tag for Andrew Burnett. The Florida Panthers are just going to continue to ride the wave and continue to just play the game because we don't want the interim tag taken off of him to be a distraction mid-season. And it'll happen. I, I, I really firmly believe that it will happen and he's going to get that interim tag taken off. And the relationship that he was able to create with the players when because assistant coaches 
talk more to the players personally while the head coach is the CEO and him getting that rapport with the players, I believe has really helped them to manage a group of men even better on the ice. It's a while. And I mean, his first game was a road game. Uh, when they faced off against the Detroit Red Wings, he got a win in that one, but it took a while for them to get another one since that time. Their next one was against Arizona, and then their and then the one the first game against Carolina. So it was a pretty big gap in between, and it was just about learning on the job, growing pains, and Andrew Burnett has passed the test to this point because the Panthers on the road. Since the winter break, eight, three, and one on the road. If my math is correct, 12 games in that span, 17 points. So 17 of 24 points, I'm satisfied. I'm content with it. And the home record, which speaks for itself, which the Florida Panthers will have a five-game homestand coming up with only three losses, and it's reflecting on the road as well. the greatest time to be a fan, to be a follower of this team. And I personally couldn't be happier with how this team is performing and a sweep of this three game road trip and two of them against contenders is just a better product and a better indication of what this Panthers team is doing in, in and how they're adjusting and how they're paying attention to detail and how they're listening to their head coach as well is what's really the about reaping, like we said, what you sow. And that is a beautiful thing for the Florida Panthers team. We're going to dig in more into this game in the next segment. But first, we're going to tell you all about Built Bar. This is the time of year where I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallow-y. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from 2 to 300 calories. But if Built.com and scroll down the macros chart, and you'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. At Built Bar, they're all about taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 50% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for the final time, make sure you listen to Olympic Hockey Daily, presented by Locked On NHL, which is a bonus podcast covering all the action from Beijing. And find out on the Locked On NHL podcast feed. And it's free and available wherever you get to podcast. And 
I want to congratulate Team Finland and Hari Satari, former goalie of the Florida Panthers, who played nine games uh, for the Panthers in the 2018 season on winning gold for Team Finland. And congratulations to um, the Panthers players, even though they didn't play in the Olympics, but the um, the Finns on the Florida Panthers of Anton Lundell, Alexander Barkov, and Etu Lusterainen of their countries winning gold in the men's Olympic tournament. So congratulations to the fellow Finns of the Florida Panthers. But let's talk about this game against the Chicago Blackhawks, of course. And this was a game where I thought that Jonas Johansson might have gotten an opportunity to start in this game, but it just I'm just at the point where we're likely not going to see him ever start for the Panthers and we're and he's just a warm body there for the Cats and the benefit of Spencer Knight being on his ELC gives him that flexibility to send him down if he's having a little bit of a rough start. And he had another great start um, for the Charlotte Checkers. I don't have the numbers in front of me um, right this second, but I believe it was 26 of 28 on Saturday for the Charlotte Checkers in a in a win against the Cleveland Monsters. So another great start for Spencer Knight. Um, even though goalie records are not really my thing, um, 4-1-0 against um in in his time against with the charlotte checkers and just continuing to improve uh at, at 20 years old and we'll likely see him back during this homestand when the florida panthers face off against uh the nash starting tuesday against the national predators it might not be right away but the panthers are likely going to get him in in this five game homestand but for this game the forward lines look like this to start <laughs> to start uh verhage barkoff duclair jonathan huberto sam bennett Patrick Hornquist, Mason March, Anton Lundell, Sam Reinhardt, Ryan Lomberg, Etulus Durenin, and Nola Chari. Uh, Mackenzie Weger, Aaron Ekblad, Gus Forsling, Racco Gudis together, Lucas Carlson, and Brandon Montour with Sergei Borowski starting in goal. And, th- and again, I've said this quite a few times on this show that the Florida Panthers have really found a way to find – their scoring at five on five has been really how they've made their money all year. And the, the Panthers did have their fair share of penalties in this game. Mason Marchment as great as he has been. Sometimes it can be a little sloppy. Um, not, not going to lie. I mean, on, on Friday, he drew two penalties and he, and he was in great position, but this one, it was kind of the opposite for Mason Marchment. He was, committing penalties and could have might have committed gotten away with a third one um later into the game as he was being hit and then he had his uh his stick up high with his hands separated um which he got connor murphy right in the face so that is a little bit of what mason marchment might need to work on and don't get me wrong the 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 hitting for mason marchment is great it creates a a buzz around the team that that sends shockwaves to through them and not and their opponents as well that gives them that little jolt but just needs to be a little bit more discipline on on some of the hits that he does commit and some of the positioning as well and not the best game for mason march but but hey that's why you're allowed to have one not so good game when you've had so many great games prior to that i mean Goals per 60 minutes, Mason Marchment leads the team, and it helps with the hat trick that he had on Sat- on Friday against the Minnesota Wild. And 
we talked about even strength. The Florida Panthers in this game only had 20 seconds of power play time on ice all throughout this game. And Blackhawks had a lot of their opportunities as well as I believe they were six, um, six minutes and 40 seconds of uh, total power play time, six minutes and 52 seconds of power play time. They got, they did get uh, a power play uh goal just as the power play and did it count as a power play goal um it was just as the power play ended so i believe counted uh, as a power play goal by caleb jones to cut the lead down to two but it, it's just about f- continuing to find a way when at even strength and that is what you need on the road in the playoffs sure the chicago blackhawks are not a playoff team but still finding a way to consistently score at five on five is money and Panthers, they got a goal in, in on shots in the first period. And the two goals that Sergei Bobrovsky uh, let in could have been stopped, could have had a shutout, but whatever. Like, it's win, winning is all that matters. And if you talk to Sergei Bobrovsky after the game, which Sergei Bobrovsky did not talk to the media after the game, he would tell you that it's all about winning and these last three games giving up two goals each that's lowering his goals against average and that's helping the florida panthers win despite giving up a few squeakers i mean it's been a little bit during this trip we can acknowledge we can still acknowledge that while acknowledging that sergey in that first kept the panthers for the most part in this game despite letting that goal by Patrick Kane it was a the the Florida Panthers had a hard time clearing the zone and uh what Bobrovsky should have hugged the post he was a little late on it and Patrick Kane got one through but the Florida Panthers got one out early um and with Marc-Andre Fleury being out of his net the Florida Panthers were able to work it around and Aaron Ekblad went through now Aaron Ekblad has three goals in these last three road games and before that he hadn't scored on the road all season and he gets three in this one <laughs> alex bumgartner of the fifth line 5r show spoke about how aaron ekblad could have been drafted as a forward and that breakaway against carolina kind of confirms it that he could be he pretty much plays like one even though he's a defenseman but still still um still great to that ekblad just has found the score, the scoring in these last three games. Rhino and Marchi get a an assist on this one. And a stat that um, Valley Sports Florida showed was even before this game, Mason Marchment, 15 points in his last seven games before that one counted and averaging two points in the last seven. Amazing that continuing on. And one thing I decided to do, throughout this game. And I want to do this more as I watch these Panthers games. I want to look at more of the possession numbers halfway throughout the period. Each period, I I decided to write down where the Florida Panthers were at in possession. And first period, through 10 minutes, six to one in favor of Chicago. They ended up with three in, in, the, in that first period alone. Uh, the second period, nine to two in favor of Florida, including that one goal by Brandon Montour, where that's where Andrew Burnett started his line change. 
And again, got to be happy for Andrew Burnett for doesn't need to, he doesn't need to do this, but knowing that you got this in the back pocket and you could just implement it whenever you oh so please is just only a benefit for the Florida Panthers. Is it something that you want to do all the time? No, it, a lot of Panther fans would tell you that that's not something you want to do all the time, but look at it as insurance for this team. That's really how I'm going to look at it from now on insurance. And he mixed in the D line pairings as well, a little bit throughout the, the second period, putting Mackenzie Weaver, Brandon Montour, Lucas Carlson, Radko Gudis. At that, at that point, I was wondering whether Gus Forsling was injured and hurt. But then I saw Gus Forsling out on the ice a little after. So he was mixing and matching a little bit of the D pairings too. And managing minutes too. Uh, Goldie actually tweeted this out. And I looked at the stats on NHL.com slash stats. And managing minutes throughout the forwards, like nobody under 11 and nobody over 18. Except for Barkov, 18 minutes and 19 seconds. And he's learning more to manage those minutes more too. And got to give Bruno... A round of uh, a round of applause there because he's not he's this wasn't a game that he wore out his forward group in in this game and that one is just that one is again learning on the job and that's what and that's what Andrew Burnett has definitely learned and it's crazy how the Panthers three shots on goal in the first period and then them getting up to 14 in in the second period and then closing the gap on the shot on goal differential 19 to 14 and then they ended up <laughs> leading in shot on goal differential for the game 25 to 24 in favor of Florida after that slowish uh start and halfway through the third period the shot on goal differential through 10 minutes was 8 to nothing in favor of Florida the Chicago Blackhawks, they didn't get their shot on goal until they were on a power play, which was a penalty by Radko Gudis for an interference. And just goes to show how even strength, the Florida Panthers are probably the best team in the NHL. And also in that third period as well, coming out firing. Like I said, money period for this Florida Panthers team getting three goals in this one and Jonathan Huberto, even though he had a two point night, his best play wasn't an assist. His best play was stopping a scoring chance right in front of Chicago and then creating a rush at the other end and Barkoff winning a board battle and Carter Hagee feeding Mackenzie Weger on a goal that Marc-Andre Fleury kicked, but it got through and it deflected in and both goalies had saves that, that they should have, had but hey um sometimes the puck rolls that way and um you got to count your lucky stars if you're the cats and uh they could have there was an opportunity for the panthers to end it even earlier uh, on a turnover in neutral zone Hubie finds ekblad and then to duke on a wide open net but the florida panthers were offside on that one but still the speed and the odd man rushes that the Florida Panthers have, they're just using that. And it's just consistently confusing goalies all throughout this season. And man, the, the Panthers, um, even I'll tell you the truth. Even when Caleb Jones scored 
to make it 3-2. I mean, I've watched a little bit of Chicago Blackhawks this season. And when they're behind, it's it's not pretty for them. And the Florida Panthers being undefeated going into the third period. Now they're, I believe, 25-0-0 with a lead going into the third period. I wasn't I wasn't scared at all. And even when Debrinket made a fantastic play, grabbing the puck in the air and still having control um, and getting it to Caleb Jones, still. And we also got to give credit to Nolachari as well. The, 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 the players on the team, I don't think people realize how much he is loved in that locker room. Even though I'm not in it, but it's just very obvious on the ice how much they... They they love Nola trying. He got a point, his first point of the season in his sec only his second game back. And Nola Chari, I also let let's this is also worth mentioning. I also like that Nola Chari was placed on the second line on the right wing and Patrick Hornquist was back on that fourth line, creating that energy for the young players of Etzelusterainen and Ryan Lomberg. You don't want to make that second line too veteran heavy because you just want it to spread out more. And even though Patrick Hornquist did start on that second line, I think Nolachari gives an, op- an opportunity to still put his body in front of the puck on the defensive end. And that alone can create opportunities for Sam Bennett and Jonathan Huberto at the other end. Even though Carter Hage was shifted down from the first line uh, to the second later in the game. So Sam Bennett had to had two different partners on on his wings um, in this game. So credit to Sam Bennett he had, um, that he had to adjust this uh, mid game for for himself and the energy late, even when the Panthers were up, um, clearing the zone, uh, getting a few shots on goal and he's and he's he's continued to uh, to attack and how many shots on goal did he have this according to nhl.com he had three so he had three shots on goal in this one and just continues to bring that energy and that juice after that injury um after that injury uh back in october and bob made a big save as well right on dylan strom right in front of the net um to keep it at three two as well and just bobrovsky in these last few games i will say Bobrovsky hasn't had a big workload compared to what he has in the beginning of the season. And it's resulted in these last three games only giving up two. But when Bobrovsky has needed to stop a a puck, he's been able to. And it's a little bit of, he's an unsung hero from this season. I mean, what's his record now? Like 26, four and three. If I'm not mistaken, in 35 starts, so hold on. Looking, looking, looking this up uh, real quick as we as, as we so, um, the record um, and the he's playing at a 919 save percentage and a 250 goals against average. Even even at that, that's good. En- that's still very good enough to win hockey games. And then the Florida Panthers get two empty net goals at the end. Barkoff and Lundell get one. Uh, Barkoff has a, quietly, quietly he has a three point night. Um, Ekblad gets two points. Jonathan get Huberto gets two points as well. The superstars being superstars, just like we talked about on Wednesday's uh, recap of their win against Carolina, and just continuing to ride that wave. And Florida, seventy-five percent in points percentage. 
their pace is 123 points right now. Incredible. They're, to break, possibly break their franchise record in points. And last year they were on pace for, I believe, 115. I, I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but right now they're on pace for 123. It, will they get? I don't know. But honestly, I'm not worried about that right now. But that's their current pace of where they're at right now based on all this winning, especially on the road. And it helps that they have a five-game homestand coming up uh, after uh, after this success on the road. So we're going to discuss more about the five-game homestand coming up for the Florida Panthers. But first, we're going to tell you all about bet online and football might be over this season but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops from all the latest odds totals player performances props to where the next fired coach is going to land betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs betonline remains the best spot for all your sports scores podcasts and news this season it's not just basketball betonline.net is your source for hockey boxing and ufc odds right to your olympic coverage and information head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions Bet online, where the game starts. So it's awesome to see that after all of this, the Florida Panthers are going back to a place where they're extremely comfortable in, and that's their home ice. Imagine the amount of damage that this team can do if they continue that play at home that they had before. This team could really take control of the league, take control of probably overpassing Colorado. And I know in reality, the playoffs is what it's all about. But there are also a little bit of concerns of what if the Florida Panthers clinch early? The Tampa Bay Lightning, we saw them in 2019. Getting 62 wins, that which is a lot <laughs> for hockey. Getting swept in the first round by Columbus, by Sergei Borovsky and Artemi Panarin. And, but they lost in order for them to become better. And... The Florida Panthers lost to that same Tampa Bay Lightning team last season. And look how much better they got. And I know we're only through 50 games of this regular season. By the way, through 50 games, do you know how many times the Florida Panthers have scored four goals or more? 31 of them. So 60 over 60%, 62 to be exact. I'm doing that in my head. 62%. Of the time when you watch a Florida Panthers game, you're going to get four goals. And people love scoring. People also love defensive games as well, like one nothing games. I like myself, me, a goalie duel, just like how I like me a pitcher's duel in baseball. But the scoring is what's really drawing the people to watching this team. And of course, I still have my concerns about when it gets to a low-scoring affair, are the Florida Panthers good enough 
to get one late. They proved it in Carolina. They proved it in Chicago, uh, even though it was an empty netter. And the Chicago Blackhawks uh, challenged them late, even though I personally wasn't worried when Caleb Jones decreased the deficit to three to two. But lately, they found a way to get those goals late. And I'm going to keep calling the third period their money period because the goal differential shows it. The shot differential shows it. And they find ways to find the back of the net. And not putting pressure, at least in these last three games, once again, of allowing Sergei Bobrovsky to not have a big workload. And that's what a goaltender's best friend is not having a big workload, but of course, Sergei Bobrovsky embraces it regardless. I mean, you gotta be, very, you gotta be brave to be a goaltender and getting all those shots coming at you, especially if you get one towards the neck or under the throat, you gotta be brave um, in order to be in that crease. But Credit to the Panthers of what they've been able to do in, in these last three games. And ever since the Christmas breaks, uh, break of 8-3-1 and one on the road. And five-game homestand for this Panthers team. Um, starts off with Nashville on Tuesday. Uh, Columbus on Thursday. Edmonton, the race for the Art Ross. We're going to see two teams uh, on the same ice. So we won't have to be scoreboard watching for the Edmonton Oilers to see if Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid surpassed Jonathan Huberto. And before the Edmonton Oilers, uh, the puck drop against the Minnesota Wild, the Connor McDavid is leading Jonathan Huberto by one. And I'm checking the score right now. Right now it's 8.34 p.m. on a Sunday night. I'm checking the score for Wild versus Oilers, and it's 3-0 Wild with 6.25 left in the uh first actually it's four nothing now and my, my app just updated so we'll find out the final score uh by the time uh this recording drops but the art ross race is continuing for uh jonathan huberto leon dry and Connor mcdavid and then florida will have four days off a much needed four days off before ottawa and detroit come to town and i'm circling that ottawa game because florida got embarrassed the last time around and they're looking to hopefully get a little bit of revenge after that embarrassing 8-2 loss back on December 14th. And then Detroit, a team they haven't seen in a while, um, they'll be making their first trip to Sunrise, Florida uh, on March 5th. So we'll be talking uh, more about this homestand, an extended homestand for the Panthers and the Florida Panthers. It's been a little while since they've been at home. Um, their their last game at home in since that San Jose game where James Reimer um really challenged the florida panthers but the possession numbers for the panthers um they were able to get to him when needed but it's been a while and the florida panthers they couldn't be happier to be back at home and we'll be covering more of these games this week and all of next week as the florida panthers are back in a very comfortable place their home ice so in the meantime if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast to so be notified every single time the lockdown florida panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around 
the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen today. And for your second listen today, make sure to listen to today's episode of Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. So subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.